Two guys who love talking about a game within a game in association with Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL SideNet. Hello, managers, and welcome back to the FPL Signer podcast. We are recording this on Tuesday night, November the 28th. And as always, I'm joined by my man, Andrew, who... Was today years old when he discovered David Raya's real name is David Raya Martin. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I actually saw it earlier today on Fantasy Football Scout. I had the exact same thought. I'm like, what? His yeah. name is like Raya Martin. And I was thinking of Ray Martin. Yeah, yeah like from a current affair. <laughs> from a current <laughs> affair. And then I like my my mind went on these weird tangents of like Ray Martin and his like hair. Yeah. Like when he's like diving to save a goal, what would happen to that hair? Like it's never out of place. Anyway. <laughs> I, I was thinking of <laughs> went... Eric. Remember when Eric Banner used to do his um, Ray Martin impersonation of, of Full yes. Frontal and all that? Yes. That's so what good. I was thinking of. But like, it's a new thing, right? Like, I just saw it on like yeah. the, I think Fantasy Football Scouts. Um, what like what is it? Their bus team of the week or whatever. Yeah. Um, is it just like in the last few days they've just decided that they're going to use his full name now? I don't know, but I ended up I googled it when I saw it. I thought, well, is that right? Yeah, no, yeah. That apparently is his full name. So okay, all right. Well, um, full respect. I'll be calling him that from now on. <laughs> Yes, true, true. But um, uh, I have to uh, I have to point out to the listeners. So, uh, the episode title for tonight's show is Garnacho Libre. After you know, uh, what is it? Alejandro Garnacho? Am yes, I making that up? Is. Yeah. No, for some reason, so. I was like trying to remember. Alejandro. Yeah. No, no. It is. Uh, and obviously the movie Nacho Libre. But I put it in the rundown as like the show title and you, you then messaged me like a couple hours later saying, how about this idea for the show? And we had the exact same idea for the show title, yeah. which is freaky. There was a lot of confusion because I think you wrote back to me like, do you like it? And I was like, well, yeah, like I came up with it. Of course <laughs> I like it. And, then, and then I realized that you must have separately come up with it. So yeah. anyway, at, at least we think we're funny. Yeah, well, yeah. If if anything, we can um, confirm with each other that we're both comedic geniuses. Yep, agreed. <laughs> Who cares what my wife says about me? <laughs> exactly. Oh, anyway, let's talk about a, a made-up game about fantasy football, shall we? How was your week? Because mine was crap again. <laughs> Yours wasn't crap. Yours was, was like it was below average. Yeah, mildly below average. Mine was like pretty much. Average. Pretty mediocre, but it was fine. <laughs> like, yeah, it was literally average. Like, I got um, I got forty nine points, which was the exact safety score. So I had like a really small um green arrow up to five hundred and fifty one k. I can't remember exactly what I was before, like five hundred and eighty k, maybe. Like, it was a very small green arrow, but at least yep. it was green. Yeah, it's green. Um, yeah, it's green. I think it was like three percent, or maybe a little bit less of a mm-hmm. of a green arrow. So. Pretty much moving nowhere, and I kind of thought that that would be the case this week. It didn't seem like it was going to be a week of um, big gains or big losses. Yeah. Um, I better go through my team. So I got um, 49 points. Ariola again, disappointed, although at least at least he got a save point. Um, zero from Cash, one from Gahey, and then my absolute hero, Jamal Lascelles, who I've had since um, game week eight wildcard. I had him before he was cool, and now <laughs> now he's um now it's finally paying off. Uh, five points from Salo, who I think he was about a hundred EO, so it wouldn't have mattered what he got. Um, again, another blank from Martinelli. Um, Martinelli annoys me; like he's he's so hard to get rid of with the fixtures he's got coming yeah. up, but he has not impressed since I brought him into my team. Um, Saka eight. And Burmo, two points. Archer, two points. He came off the bench for me for Bowen. And then Harlan, captain, 14. Watkins, five. So that kind of mm-hmm. added up to 49 and really came down to Lascelles. You know, like he was the one player 
but um, his goal probably got me a green arrow, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. In a week where there was only one clean sheet in the whole competition. Yeah. Which Aaron yeah. Ramsdale did his utmost best to give away. <laughs> oh, no, um, there was two, Man United as well. Oh, Man United, of course. Yes. Yeah, they also tried to give it away. They did, yeah. yeah. But it was not to be. No, it was not to be. Um, um, so I know you got in um, Bumo into your side. Who did you transfer him in for? Oh, uh, Matoma. Oh, uh, Matoma. Like, yeah. Same move as you in the end. I think that's the move yeah. that you made, right? Yeah. yeah it, was, it was probably the most obvious move of the week once we had the confirmation that Matoma was out. Yeah. Um, you know, he might be back this week, but th- this is when their fixtures really start to turn for the worst. So I didn't really want Matoma anymore. And so a few more really injuries was... as well at Brighton to... Yeah. Take it into consideration. Exactly. Yep. So happy to see the back of him. And he was one of um, only about two or three players in my team that I'd had since game week one. But wow, there you go. Um, largely disappointed throughout the season. So finally got rid of him. Um, Dr. Dribble is no more. <laughs> um, and now I've got um, Bumo, Shake the Rumo, I guess. <laughs> see, well, um, a bit unlucky. I, I mean, Brentford had two shots at goal cleared off the line and, and Buemo was involved yeah. with, in both. One would have been a goal and one would have been an assist. So yeah, on another yeah, day, yeah. there's a monster hole there. But That's right. And, and I, I thought that, you know, they probably would. I thought that they would score a goal, mm. um, Brentford, which they didn't do. They, they probably should have. So, um, And I guess I was, I was just hoping that, you know, he would get a return if they scored the one goal. He's pretty high on the um, goal involvement for them. So yeah. I guess that was the thinking. Same thinking as you, I'm sure. Yeah, it was was the same thinking. So um you finished with 49. I finished with 46. So yeah, a bit of a yep. bit of a red arrow there. So um it was what was it in the end? A 68k red arrow because I was three points below the average. But I mean regarding our sides, yeah, very similar to yours, Ariola, three points, Simicast with the two Pedro Porro, he just continues to pick up points for me every week, which I'm mm. fairly happy with, even though Spurs can't keep a clean sheet. He keeps picking up regular attacking returns and, yeah, Cash with the zero points, Salah with five, um, Bumo with two points, Saka with eight, um, Darwin with the one point because he got um, picked up a yellow card in that game for arguing, which is a bit annoying. And, yep. yeah, Harland captaincy was um, looked like a genius move when he scored early in the game. Uh, but yeah. He wasn't to add to that, but yeah, Ollie Watkins, um, five points. He, you know, he could have easily had a monster haul as well because he had a, a goal marginally ruled out for offside as well. But um, yeah, so I did keep Bowen, hoping he would play, but um, I had Tarek Lamptey come off my bench. And when I saw him named in the starting 11, I thought, oh, great, I'm going to get Lamptey for the game against uh, Brighton. And then I went to sleep. And of course, I when I wake up in the morning and I see he was subbed off early with an injury i just i had to laugh because it's just yeah it's textbook lamptey at the moment it's classic lamptey isn't it yeah. <laughs> the poor bastard he can't he just can't stay fit uh well i mean had he played the whole game he probably would have ended up with one point or even zero anyway so yeah true hasn't yeah. hasn't really hurt me too much but um yeah i was i was hoping for a little bit more from darwin but yeah it, it wasn't to be i mean he had a Good chance early that Salah teed him up for that he he missed, but oh well, forty six points not the end of the world. I, I was expecting a red arrow, but um, yeah, wasn't as bad as what I thought. Well, if you if you combine your last two weeks together, it's still you've made huge gains. You know, last week you made a massive gain. This week you've just gone back the tiniest amount. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't worry too much. Like it, that that week, as I said before, um, was kind of a difficult week where everyone's players were playing each other and I don't think anyone really expected to make big moves. Yeah. So you kind of just get through that week and then um, you've got a few good weeks ahead. We've got that double Liverpool attack, which could, um, which could go off for you really. I think, I think having Darwin is a, is a pretty big differential for you the next two or three weeks. Yeah. He's one of those players like yourself. You know, you talk about Martinelli. He's one of those players you can't move. I keep looking at the fixtures going, I just can't get rid of Darwin, but I think, the, the game on the weekend was, like I think, the first time he's blanked 
most of the time since I bought him in on my game week eight wildcard. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, but he still I, hasn't had that massive haul that he's capable of. Yeah, I feel like there's one coming though when you watch him play. Like, I feel he, like that too. He's involved in so much, and yeah, it'll probably be the week I sell him. Um, yeah, if I'm going to be honest, but <laughs> we'll just have to have to wait and see. Yeah. Oh, when you, are you actually thinking of selling him though? Not at the Anytime. moment, no, because it's not really an issue. It's not a, a big yeah. problem I have. Who would you sell him for anyway? I know yeah. exactly. If I did, I, I yeah, honestly, I don't know who I'd, I'd get him out for. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I always feel like Isaac's like one game away from getting injured again. He's like Callum, yeah. exactly like Callum Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then also, obviously, there's European football as well, and Newcastle have PSG tonight, which is a absolute must win. So. Let's just see how they come out of the other side of that. Yeah, honestly, if I had Darwin, he wouldn't be going anywhere. I don't think mm. you even need to think about replacements at this stage. Yeah, yeah. I think Liverpool look fairly certain that they're going to play him almost every week at the moment. Like, even though he played, yeah. I mean, he, he played great during the international break for um, Uruguay and straight in the side. But yeah, I think he's fairly important to how they they play these days. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. he's definitely first choice and you'll know a lot um in the midweek they've got another european game yeah yes yes they do so So, i'd say that he won't start for that and so you'll have almost confirmation that he's going to be starting on the weekend yeah yeah you'd like to think so so yeah these midweek european fixtures should should tell us um quite a bit so um, one thing that sort of came to be after this international break while we're talking about Liverpool was towards the end of that game against City, we saw um, Allison sort of grab at his hamstring. It looks like he did his hammy right at the end. Now, we haven't had official confirmation, but we should find out before Liverpool play. I'm trying to remember who they play um, in the Europa League. I'll have to Google it, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, we, I don't really, I don't pay very much attention to the Europa League, if I'm perfectly <laughs> honest. So I've got no idea who they're playing. Well, I'm but sure yeah, we'll I, find out, like the extent of the injury. So they, they are playing Lask. Um, oh, which Australian used to play for Lask? It's going to annoy me now. We'll show. Anyway, maybe it was Oliver Bazanich. I can't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Take my word for it. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> we should Klopp should tell us about the extent of that yeah. injury anyway before that game and it. From what we saw on FPL Twitter yesterday, it sounds like he's going to be out until after Christmas. But yeah, yeah. five weeks is like seven or eight game weeks. So mm. um, yeah, it didn't it didn't look good. Like I was watching that game live, and um, he really did like sort of pull up, um, yeah, pretty quickly and hold that hamstring. And they couldn't take him off because I think they'd already used all of their subs. Yeah, there they had a couple of minutes to go anyway. So he kind of soldiered through, but um, you could tell that it. It, he was in a fair bit of discomfort, so it, it didn't look great. And we've had a lot of um, hamstring injuries this season, so yeah. we know the signs. Yeah, and so no Allison would probably mean Kelleher, who is only 3.9. I know it's someone you're thinking about. It's sort of perky interest a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm just, I've got the shits with Areola. So, <laughs> and obviously we, <laughs> we don't have... Um, like I've got Turner as my other keeper and he's obviously not um, starting anymore. So um, yeah, I don't usually like to use transfers on goalkeepers, but I am considering a goalkeeper transfer in the next few weeks. And this, what's happened to Allison um, might be just an opportunity that's presented, that's presented itself to us um, to allow us to, you know, uh, to, to get a, a really good goalkeeping option from a really good team yeah um for a pretty like a pretty extended period of time and then not actually have to um spend any money like i've only got point 0.2 in the bank so if i was going to um if i was going to want to get rid of areola i don't even think i could afford sanchez so this could be the solution that i need mm. um although i'm probably going to free up some money by um when i get cole palmer in in a couple of weeks so i could probably choose any goalkeeper i wanted at that point but for right now i've got very little money in the bank. So Kelleher could be could be um a really good solution for me at least. Yeah. Get back into that yeah. Liverpool defense. Yeah, but I don't think there's any rush this week to do it because Ariola's actually got a really good fixture. And I know that, you know, they concede no matter what. But <laughs> um home to Crystal Palace without with Crystal Palace missing Eze again. Yeah. Um 
yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like a priority to make a goalkeeper transfer in under that scenario. Mm, yeah, it, it doesn't. But yeah, like you said, there there might be managers out there, you know, with two two transfers up their sleeve, and um, yeah, yeah, good way to to downgrade, save some cash with that second goalkeeper spot, or yeah, just yep. work your way into that Liverpool defense if you haven't tripled up. Yeah, but the but um. One thing to point out, which I think it was um, FPL Crisis that pointed out to me, that if we do go for Kelleher, then we might lock ourselves out of, you know, a third Liverpool, like that third Liverpool spot. Like I've already got Simakas and Salah, obviously. So if I did ever uh, want to get, like if um if Watkins was injured and I wanted to go to Darwin, yeah, then getting um getting Kelleher would actually block me out of that of that move. So you've got to sort of keep that in mind as well if you've already got two Liverpool. Yeah, it is a good thing to keep in mind. But what about some other keepers? Like uh, like you said, we're not necessarily advocating it to, to make goalkeeper choices, but yeah, Ariola has been very frustrated. I think I've had one clean sheet all season, and that was with yeah. Anana. Um, clean sheets just seem to be so hard to come by this season. Yeah, they are. Um, I don't know. Like, I think that um, goalkeeper transfers, like, they're it's pretty much a hard and fast rule that you shouldn't make goalkeeper transfers. <laughs> but I think maybe we've gone a bit too far with that. Like, I think that if if there's an opportunity there, I don't see a problem with using um, a transfer on a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, as long as the opportunity is there. Like at the moment, um, everyone's sitting there with Ariola, who's just, he's not getting any clean sheets at all. And his fixtures mm-hmm. aren't going to be good forever. So... Um, and everyone, you know, it's going to be a long time before we get a second wild card. So, you know, I really do think that maybe a goalkeeper transfer in the next few weeks might pay off. Yeah. You know, if you value a transfer at four, at four points, um, there probably is an opportunity to make more than four points over the next couple of months by making a goalkeeper transfer away from Ariola. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, Bobby Sanchez, Chelsea? I mean, the Chelsea yeah. fixtures look like they're about to improve. We'll probably want to be like dipping our toes back into that, but at least yeah, you know he's well, going to play. Well, that's right. Like I really, I really like the Chelsea fixtures coming up. And I think that I know that they've conceded a few goals um, in recent One games, or two or four. <laughs> one or two or four. Yeah. I couldn't remember how many it was. Um, <laughs> eight in the last couple of weeks, but like those, they've had very difficult fixtures and like we've seen all season that, um, that fixtures, seem to be breeding form this this year. I think I think that when they when their fixtures improve, like I think they've got what Brighton and Man United the next couple and then after that they've got a really solid run of fixtures. And yeah. I'd be surprised if they didn't Yeah, I'd be surprised if they didn't keep a few clean sheets in that run. Yeah. And um their defense seems to be really hard to pick. Like Reese James, you know, he'll he'll play almost every game if fit, but the if fit thing is the problem. Yeah. Um and then everyone else seems to just be a little bit iffy in the defense. Mm. Like even even Colwell, who everyone thought was kind of the nailed Chelsea defender, doesn't seem to be so nailed anymore. And now that we're heading into that congested Christmas period, you know, we probably can't expect Thiago Silva to play every game anymore. So like, who do you rely on from Chelsea from a defensive point of view, if not Sanchez? Yeah, at least it gets you that. You know, you're not sweating on the team sheets dropping every week because he has no competition. Yeah. So, any I sheet. Mean, they, uh, you, you, you probably know better than me. There might be a chance of them signing someone in January, but I there's a lot so. of game weeks. You don't think so? No, not with... I suppose with... it depends on how he performs in the next couple of months. Yeah, and, and also because, um, uh, what's his name? Kepa's out on loan, and then they they did sign another another keeper, but... Um, I'm surprised like he hasn't had any minutes in any of the cup competitions. So he's yeah, just okay. there training, but yeah, I, I think it's, that would be a, a safe bet. I wouldn't exactly be sweating on that, but yeah. Um, yeah or David Ray Martin. Day, Ray. Yeah. Ray Martin could be a really good, <laughs> I I think um, I've been talking about getting Ray up. All, all season. season. <laughs> I really, I really wanted, I really wanted to get him on, um, on wildcard, but I just didn't have the team value for it. I just couldn't mm. squeeze in all of the players I, I wanted or needed and still have Raya. So he was like the one sacrifice that I made, which I really regretted, but I just couldn't see a way out of it. Um, obviously, what I should have done is gone Palmer instead of 
Matoma and then I would have had all the money in the world, but that's just hindsight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really, I really like David Raya. Like, I just think that Arsenal are just going to keep on keeping clean sheets. Um, you know, he gets a few saves, but it's just a really good value way to get into that Arsenal defense. Yeah. Um, it think... doesn't seem like there's more than one Arsenal attacker that we want at the moment. So I don't think yeah. there's really any, any like, jeopardy in doubling up on the Arsenal defence or locking out locking yourself out of a second Arsenal attacking spot. Yeah, that's right. Unless you go Cobra Kai. He scored nope. on the weekend. Scored during the international he break. He's on fire. <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Is, is, I don't know. Like he, he didn't start on the week. He was like, he nah. came on, what, 75 minutes? Yeah. 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 I, I feel like it hasn't worked. When when he started, and um, he plays so many different positions, he almost is the perfect player to have stashed on the bench, and he can come on for whichever position needs, needs you know, to be filled. Who's injured? Yeah, <laughs> whoever's injured or whoever's having a bad game, or you know, if they want to make some sort of tactical reshuffle, he's perfect. He can just literally play. play he can play in a mediocre fashion anywhere across the pitch. Mm, yeah, well. So. We got we got some decisions to make, or maybe we just stay with Ariola. Like you said, the fixtures look okay. They're not bad. They look okay. Yeah, they need Palace, to be really good. Spurs, Fulham, Wolves, United. I mean, it's not it's not the worst. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. And yeah. we might feel a lot different about him. You know, if we just if he gets a clean sheet this week yeah. against Crystal Palace, then we might all of a sudden feel very differently about him. But. If he doesn't get a clean sheet home to Palace without Eze, then you kind of think, well, if he's not getting a clean sheet in that game, then when is he? Um, and then you, I might start to get really um, itchy trigger fingers on him. Mm, be a luxury move to have. But um, one thing I wanted to ask you about is the title race. So it, it felt like things opened up quite a bit on the weekend with that Liverpool-Man City mm. one-all draw. Do you think we have a genuine title race on our hands or are City just sort of lulling us into a false sense of security and they're just going to do what they do every year and just put the foot down after the Christmas break? Oh, look, they probably will do that, but I really <laughs> hope that we've got a genuine title race. Like, I think it's it's Arsenal are strange because they're, they're not playing anywhere near as well as they did at the same time last season, but yeah. they're still getting the results, grinding them out. And you think that there's a lot of improvement to come in them. So um, maybe they're pacing themselves this season. Um, maybe. Maybe they've learnt from, you know, last season or two where they really faded at the end. Um, and so now they're sort of building towards the end of the season rather than just coming out of the blocks at a million miles an hour and then fading. So mm. I'm hopeful that there's a title race on our hands. Yeah. I still think that there's some sort of mental letdown that's almost inevitable when you've just won the treble. Um, and like, so what What else is, you know, what else more is there to achieve other than to do the same thing again? Like surely... Quadruple! Um, it would be... <laughs> yeah. Well, aren't they already out? They're already out of the League Cup anyway, aren't they? Well, they could still they're... get the quadruple because they, they get to go to the Club World Cup. Uh, okay. Yeah, oh. yeah. I suppose if you if you're in enough trophies, you can get the quadruple, can't you? And actually, yeah, they won know. the um they won the Super Cup as well. At the start of the season. So they could they could what's the they what's could win the five. five they could the quintuple or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. What What do you think? What do you think, Pete? Is do we have a title race on our hands? And yeah. is it Arsenal or is it Liverpool? I I think Liverpool, just because I think they they can run up the scores like. City can at the moment, which is probably why they're more an attractive FPL asset for us. Like, yeah, like you said, I, I look at that Arsenal side, and besides Saka, I'm like not really 100% sure if I'd want to no. double up. Like, maybe Gabriel Jesus, if he was like proper fit and actually firing every yep. week, then there's like a genuine move there. But like with Liverpool, yeah, like I've got the triple up, and I'm pretty happy with that. And like yeah. they have so many avenues to to get FPL returns for us. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I'm. I've been really disappointed with um. I've been really disappointed with Martinelli. Um, but as you say, he's one of those players. Every week you look at him in your team, and you know, well, I can't get rid of him this week. Yeah. So and I feel the same way this week against Wolves. But I do, I do feel like it could be something coming around the corner for Arsenal in terms of um, you know, a bit of an attacking explosion in the next two or three weeks. Um, and if I'm wrong, then I guess Martinelli's just got to go. Mm, no. Yeah. 
And like you said, if it's uh, not uh, if it's not broke, don't fix. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. As I yeah, exactly. I anyway, I hope I hope that the title race is on because I get bored of Man City winning it every year. So um yeah, from a neutral point of view, it'd be good to see someone else. I'm sure you wouldn't want to see Arsenal win the title as a no. Chelsea fan. <laughs> um, <Or> Spurs. <laughs> Sorry, Ange. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. It's nothing but personal. As someone for me, like you know, my team's in the championship. I I just want to see you know something a bit different. Mm, yes, yes. Well, who knows? Maybe we will, but we'll we'll have to um, wait and see there. But um, what we might do is we might take a quick break, and on the other side of this, we're gonna. Um, preview game week 14 and see what we have in store. Okay, welcome back, managers. Game week 14, no early matches this weekend, Andrew, which is a disgrace. It is a bloody disgrace. Yep. yep. To quote Arteta, it is a disgrace. <laughs> um don't they think about yeah, the children know. in Australia that have to watch these games? <laughs> What's the reason behind it? Do you know what the reason is when we occasionally get these weeks with no early game? Yeah, I'm not so sure. I, I mean, it could TV maybe it's a or? maybe it's a a blowback from the um, European midweek fixtures. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure, so I'm yeah. sure there's a, a valid reason for it. But um, yeah, anyway, so we have an FPL deadline of 12:30. At night, because the early well, the the games will kick off at, at two a.m. on Sunday morning. But first up, Arsenal Wolves. So Wolves disappointed again this morning because they they lost narrowly to Fulham um, with a late penalty. So uh, victims of what are VAR. your um what are your thoughts on the on the penalties and the VAR and all that kind of stuff in this uh, game? I I couldn't really see probably. I was, I was sort of like half watching it on my phone while I was walking to work this morning, so I couldn't really see a but it, it looked like wolves were very stiff for that late yeah. penalty oh I, I thought the first penalty was a clean tackle or you got yeah. a bit of the ball oh maybe it's the first um, one i'm thinking of i can't can't remember yeah, exactly the last one that happened the one that happened in injury time i've seen a few people blow up about it on x or twitter or whatever we're calling it these days but um I actually thought that was a pretty clearly cut penalty, so I wasn't too stressed about that. Okay. Um, but the first penalty, I think, was pretty rough. And then, obviously, um, was it Tim Ream that should have been sent off as well for the headbutt? Yeah, he got a yellow card, didn't he? Well, maybe it wasn't Tim Ream, but whoever it was. Um, but, yeah, he got a yellow card, but it probably should have been a red. So they, they were stiff in a couple of areas Yeah. Um, again today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna struggle a bit this week against Arsenal. They've got... I guess eight Nori, eight Nori's ankle injury didn't look very good, so I'd say um, he's likely to be out. And was there a, is there one or two players suspended as well? Yeah, I think there's a few suspensions that that Wolves have up their sleeve. I can't remember off the top of my head who it is. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think this is one of those games where I look at it. I see Arsenal home to Wolves, and Wolves are pretty depleted. Um, and I think that maybe this is the chance for Martinelli to uh, <laughs> to pay repay the faith that I have had in him for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> well, yeah, the, let's see what um. So Arsenal have Lons in the um, Champions League this week, so we'll see what what side um, Arteta puts um, puts out for that. But yeah, Arsenal aren't exactly cruising in their group at the moment, so they're probably still one win away from securing their passage through. But um, yeah, I'm expecting yeah. David yeah. Raya. Or Raya Martin back in goals. Yeah, yeah, Ray Martin will be back in goals. They are winning <laughs> their Champions League group. So yeah, they are winning, they're... yeah. Yeah, so it's, I think it's not... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, yeah, I think they're still like one win away from like securing. Securing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so they um... probably will want to play a pretty strong team in that case. Yeah, especially with the game um, being at home. But it looks like a really good fixture appealing from an Arsenal defensive perspective and there's a lot of managers out there with like a Gabriel or a Saliba but I mean I don't have either and I'm trying to work out how I get there but I don't exactly have the funds and I don't want to sell anyone to make it happen but yeah Yeah. I'm kind of stuck really um, in terms of getting an Arsenal uh, defensive asset I think I I could sell um, actually I probably could sell cash to get one but 
I just don't know if I really want to make a transfer at all this week. I, yeah. I, I said it last week. I, I really want to get back to two transfers. Yeah. Um, and I was try. I wanted to do it last week and I couldn't. And I really want to do it this week if I can. So, you know, I don't want to get rid of Matty Cash when they've got a pretty good fixture, to be honest, despite yeah. how disappointing he was last week. Um, yeah, just to get an Arsenal defensive asset. So I think I might just... I might just be the one of the only people I know that won't have an Arsenal defensive mm-hmm. asset in this game. And I hope that my double attack kind of compensates for that. Mm, well, I'm in the same boat as you. But um, yeah. the other fixture we got is Brentford Luton. So um, the Hatters getting a, a big result at home. And you talked about it on last week's show that Luton at home against Crystal Palace, you, you felt like that was a good game for, for the town because they were probably going to build up to that game and yeah, rightfully yep. deserve their win. Some, some good goals. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that it's very different away from home though. Yeah. And Brentford are very good at home. So um, it, yeah, it's kind of, I guess what I was saying last week is Luton kind of probably circled that one in the calendar against palaces, one that they probably could target to get some points. This one, I'm not sure that they would have done that. I'm not sure how, how well they're going to go this week. It's, it could get ugly for them, I feel like, away from home. So, mm. I don't know. We we might be talking about some Brentford assets in the um in <laughs> the segments to come. Oh, hashtag spoiler alert. But I tell you what, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I've already got um, the Brian um, in my side yep. ahead of, of this game. It's like a transfer I have to think about. So, yeah, it yeah, looks good on paper. Right. It does. It does. Yeah. I, I didn't feel good about bringing him in last week before Arsenal. Um, but now that I've got him, I'm very happy to have him. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Burnley, Sheffield United. So, battle of the cellar dwellers. So, it feels like whoever loses this game, we can just like almost officially just put a line through them. They're done. Well, how is how is Heckin Bottom not <laughs> sacked yet? Like you won't give up this agenda. <laughs> they lost three nil at home to was it to Bournemouth, right? To Bournemouth or three one. They got a late consolation. Oh, they got that late goal. Ollie, Ollie McBurney. Yeah, but they of were course absolute it... pants. They look they look so far out of their depth in this league. Yeah, they were so horrible. Like I thought, and they were booed off the pitch by their yeah. own fans, and rightly so. <laughs> Surely the coach has got to go. But anyway, mm. um, yeah, and Burnley. I think it's... Burnley, on the other hand, were, you know, about 10 minutes away from getting a big win against West Ham, but yeah, yeah, wasn't to be. I think Burnley at home are going to be just too good for them, really, yeah. bottom line. But, I mean, it's not really an FPL-relevant fixture unless we have a random, um, unexpected injury that means that people get Cameron Archer off their bench again. Yeah, well, I was thinking about this game because I've got Charlie Taylor um, on my bench. And as you know, I have zero bench. Um, yep, but I've made sure I've moved Charlie Taylor to first bench option just in case I need him and he has to come on for someone that doesn't play because it's not the worst fixture to have a Burnley defender play. So, yeah, who are you starting in defense over Taylor? Well, I've How got, um, well, Simicass at home to Fulham, yep. um, Matty Cash, um, away to Bournemouth, and the other one is Pedro Porro. To Man City, but I always feel like Pedro Porro has attacking returns up his sleeve, so I don't, yeah. I don't want to bench him because that could be the game that he gets a monster haul. And I have more faith in in Spurs against City than I do Burnley. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I, I think I'd play Charlie Taylor over Porro. Oh. Do you really expect Man City to score less than two or three goals? Yeah, but I expect Pedro Porro to if there's a goal, he's probably going to be involved. He and he takes set yeah. pieces. He takes corners. I mean, he, he was it was a very fortunate assist he got on the weekend um, yeah. that the ball just happened to find Lacelso on the edge of the box. But at the end of the day, I'll, I'll take it because it's an FPL return. Oh, 100 percent. But I I guess what I'm saying is you're really hoping for like a four pointer. Oh, absolutely. Right? Some, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you can expect more than that from Charlie Taylor. That's I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, look, that's obviously that's obviously something for you to think about through the week, but I'd be very tempted to play the Burnley boy. Oh, yeah. Trying to twist my arm. We'll see what happens during the week. At the moment, he's he's uh, numero uno uh, Benjo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, you might end up using him anyway, no matter what. So, 
I I might. Right. Um, then we've got Forest Everton. So yeah, for Forest probably a little bit disappointed. They they didn't hold on for that win against Brighton or against ten men Brighton. But yeah, yeah, Morgan Gibbs White looked amazing the other day, and yeah, could be a good option for for managers. But yeah, yeah, Forest fixtures aren't too bad. Very good. Yeah, that's right. They they are they are pretty good. Although I guess they're missing their best um, attacking, um, yeah, like attacking asset in um, Awanyi. Yeah, true. But yeah, no, they they looked pretty decent against um, against Brighton. But I think Everton um, have looked really good recently as well. Yeah. Um, despite the three nil loss to Man United last week, I thought that was probably quite unlucky. Yeah. Um, they actually looked pretty good. So. I think this is a really difficult game to call. Yeah, it is. It looks very difficult indeed. Then we've got Newcastle, Man United, uh, another Garnacho scissor kick slash bicycle kick goal from the edge of the box, or is it Anthony Gordon show at home? Because the man is unstoppable at St. James Park this season. Yeah, but this week it could be the LaSalle show again. Oh, big Jamal. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, yeah, no, it, in all seriousness, it probably um, is going to be Gordon and Isaac again, right? Yeah, you think so? Um, I feel pretty good about, I said this last week against Chelsea and I was wrong, but I said I, but I feel pretty good about a Newcastle clean sheet in this game. Um, they're just so hard to score against at home. So Martial had the gloves on again. You know what happens when Martial gets his gloves on? He... Gets returns. Doesn't he like just pull a hamstring in like the 18th minute? Isn't Usually that what like he does? in like the second or third game. <laughs> yeah. So that's what this one will be. Although will um, yeah. Bruno Fernandez owners will be still wondering if he's going to be on penalties after he gave, gave the penalty away to, to Rashford the other day, which yeah. I don't think anyone really saw coming, but it just shows that he's, he's leading by example on Rashford to get his form back. but Or maybe Bruno yeah. just has Rashford in his FPL side. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, <laughs> like I think that I, I, it's pretty much confirmed that that was just a here you go, mate, yeah. like get, you know, have a goal. And um, it's, you know, if they get another penalty, I'm, I'm certain that Bruno will take it. But it yeah. probably says quite a lot about just how bad um, and fragile Rashford's mental state is at the moment if um, Bruno felt like he needed to do that. Yeah, maybe. Although yeah. that that said, at that stage, what was the game? It was one nil. No, it was one nil. It was one nil. So it was it was an important kick. It was yeah, an important true. penalty. Because I mean, like Everton were pretty much on top for a lot of that game, despite yeah. the scoreline. So they were they certainly weren't comfortable at one nil. Mm. So yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens there. But yeah, both both teams got massive Champions League games. Like they really have to win to um give themselves any chance of getting through. So yeah, Newcastle away in Paddy against uh, PSG and um, United, I think, are travelling to Galatasaray. So, um, yeah, that is a huge game. So welcome to hell indeed to Man United. But um, Monday morning seems like, the the you know, a lot of fun for the fixtures, a lot of games on at 1 a.m. for us here. So um, we got yep. Bournemouth, Aston Villa. I know many cash owners are starting to get a little bit fed up and, are we moving to yeah. a cashless society? I know, you know, there's so many <laughs> puns out there, but <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, actually, I, don't I think, know. That, what do you I think, think that was TN's joke. So uh, FPL player, oh, I think I think okay. that was straight out of his his book there. So yeah, that was okay. a good one. Credit credit where it's due. Credit, credits um, where it's due. Look, I don't know. What do you think? Every everyone I speak to, everyone I listen to says, "Yeah, I've had enough of cash. He's got to go." It just doesn't sit right with me just before he plays Bournemouth. But I don't know. What do you think? Like, is Manny he at Cash risk is my of boy. Even... He's my boy. <laughs> like, I can't I can't <laughs> sit here and advocate for people to sell him. I love the guy. Yeah. Look, I, I, I don't even think I'm in a position where I could anyway. Like, yeah. I've still got – I've got other fires in my team. Like, I guess we don't know what Bowen's status is. I've still got Bowen in the team. That's right. Um, I've still got Dan Byrne in the team. Like, surely he's <laughs> – surely Dan Byrne, who's not – going to play until i don't know like next year is a bigger priority to get rid of than um than maddie cash uh, yeah. who's got bournemouth but yeah i guess may maybe i'll be like it'll be one of those situations where because my team is in such a rabble 
I um I don't have the same luxury that other people have of getting rid of him and then I'll be rewarded for it when he randomly gets like a big haul. So that's what I'm mm-hmm. hoping will happen. I, I do understand the frustration because there's been like just blank after blank when he was setting the, the league on fire early on in the season. But yep. like you said, if you don't have any other fires to pair, okay. But keep in mind that when we get to game week 18 and we got that blank game week where Brentford and City aren't playing because of the Club World Cup, Aston Villa will be hosting Sheffield United yep. at Upton Park for, for that game. Yep. And it's, yeah, on paper, that looks, it is by far the best fixture. So you'd be wanting at least one, maybe two um, Villa players in Villa that fixture. Assets. Like he'd, he'd probably be in the team of the week heading into that game if he's, if as long as he's not injured. Yeah. So but, just something to I keep guess- in mind. For sure, and that is, and I do have that in mind, and that's why I'm I'm probably going to keep him through to that week. But yeah, um, the counter argument to that is um, the games between this one coming up, <laughs> between the Bournemouth game and that one that you're talking about, are pretty rubbish, and it's going to be very tempting to to bench him um, until game week 18 after this week. So if you know, is that really a good use of that much money? I don't know. Um, but Matty yeah, Cash has like scored a... against he has scored against City before um, that final game week two seasons ago when um, Liverpool and City were neck and neck heading into the final day and yeah, Matty Cash scored I... early against City and yeah anyway I don't know what it is with you and expecting people to get attacking returns <laughs> against City this week. <laughs> I know. Well, that, like... I, I, one thing we didn't touch on is that. For the game on the weekend against Spurs, Matty Cash was listed as a right winger. He wasn't even playing in, yeah. in defence. I know. I was very excited when I saw the team yeah. come out and it looked like he was playing right wing. Um, the problem is he just about tried to murder Benton Core and then the crowd and the Spurs <laughs> players were out for blood after that. <laughs> he was definitely going to be sent off if he stayed on um, in that second half. I was I was hoping that he would come out um, at least until like the 60th minute to get me another point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was pretty much the most obvious halftime sub, uh, sub I've ever seen. Mm. Um, so I knew it was coming, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the performance was was quite poor from him, I thought. So now I'm a little bit worried about his security of place moving forward. Like if if he if they don't want him playing right back because they prefer... Because I think that the reason why he was playing right wing is because of um I'm having a mental Mar- blank. It wasn't who's wasn't the, Moreno? Who's the who's the remember. no no who's the center back that um that pairs with um Pau Torres? Oh, I was gonna say Pau Torres. Uh was it um Conza? No Conza was playing right back. Oh no, this is terrible right content. <laughs> Hold on I'm I'm double I'm double checking here. Hold on. Uh in the lineup was uh let's see yeah, Luca Dean, Torres, ah, oh, Diego Carlos. Diego Douglas, Carlos, yeah, Douglas, I think... yeah, Diego Carlos. Sorry, yeah, so Carl, yeah, so Carl, if if he wants the center pairing of Carlos and and Pau Torres, um, then that kind of means that you've got um, you're gonna if you want Conza in the team, he's got to be the one that plays right back because mm. obviously left back you've got Dean or Moreno. So, I guess Cash is kind of getting squeezed out of the team, like he's either getting squeezed to right wing or he's out of the team completely if they think that Leon Bailey can do a better job of right wing. Yeah. It um, may have just been an know. over-tactical thing from Emery. He he does like to to overthink, overthink a lot of things. things. So yeah. I just think I, I just think it's something to monitor because it there's there's some concern from me that maybe the next game is going to be the same back four but Leon Bailey starting at right wing instead of Matty Cash because that kind of it, that experiment didn't really work. Mm. Um so that I guess the risk of starting Matty Cash this week away to Bournemouth, even though there is a lot of upside to that fixture, is that he could come on for a one pointer after like seventy minutes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I guess once again we've got the midweek game. We'll have a look at those lineups and see if we can get any clues as to who we think is going to start the, in the league. Yeah, yeah. Legia Vashava from um, Poland will be travelling to Aston Villa there. So Matty Cash yep. up against some of his um. Countrymen. <laughs> um, but uh, we didn't really touch on Bournemouth in this fixture. And, geez, they were impressive. Um, I mean, it was against Sheffield United, but Bournemouth did exactly what they had to do in that game. And I, I know a lot of managers were disappointed that move for Solanke. But, I mean, on another day, he probably gets a haul. But, yeah, 
Cliver yeah. getting getting that goal after mugging the keeper was good, and Tavani with the double. Um, I don't yep. think um, many of us saw that. Oh, was it Semenyo got a goal or an assist? I can't remember, but anyway, I saw his price has already gone up today, which is just yeah, crazy. He's up, he's up to four point <laughs> six. I don't know who's watching <laughs> yeah. that game and then saying, "All right, we're, we're he's getting, the one I want. <laughs> I, I'm getting him in. I'm getting Semenyo in ASAP." Oh, but um, and then at one of the other games at one AM, we got Chelsea Brighton. So um, I'll be really looking forward to this game. No Reese James for this game because he is suspended. No Mark Cucurella for this game because he is suspended. So hopefully Cole will be back in the squad um, for, for this game. But um, should be yeah, should be. We're, we're really close to getting Christopher and Cuckoo um, to the side. So I think that's going to happen any game week now. So I, I think as soon as he's in a in a um, squad soon. He's going to be hot on all of our radars. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, it'd be interesting to see how Chelsea line up when he does come back. Like, who's going to make way for him? Who do yeah. you think it will be? I don't know. I mean, they tried to play Palmer as like a proper 10 against Newcastle uh, the other day and um, didn't really work. But I think that was more just down to Newcastle, just the way they defended. They're just mm. all over it. I think um, I've, I've heard the Guardian podcast keep referring to Newcastle as um, Atletico Newcastle, <laughs> just the, <laughs> the way that they the way that they play, which is um, quite fitting. But um, yeah, Chelsea Brian, it, it feels like it could be a, a wide open game with with lots of goals. There. A lot of a lot of spite between these two clubs after you know the players coming and going the last few seasons and Potter and everything. So I know as a Chelsea fan, I'm really keen for Chelsea to get this win. Because um, Brighton fans have been throwing a, a you know a fair bit of shade um, towards towards Chelsea the, after the last couple of seasons' performances, but um, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that Brighton are pretty vulnerable this week. To be honest, I think that Chelsea will win this game pretty comfortably. Um, yeah, no, Lewis Dunk is a massive loss for them as well. No, Lewis Dunk. No, it was someone told me exactly what uh, he called Anthony Taylor, which. As a Chelsea oh. fan, I was stoked that he abused Anthony actually, Taylor. Do we actually know what he what he said? Yeah, so I'm just going to quickly uh, find it because someone did reply uh, back to me. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Nick Page who got in touch with me. Um, he said, "Yeah, you can lip read what he what he says to Van Heck because um, Anthony Taylor actually said it to him. He says, "I oh, know he's just called me a fucking bellend." <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he got he got oh. a yellow card, and then obviously as he's walking off, he's got oh, fucking bellend or something. And Taylor's heard it; and he's called him back. Yeah. <laughs> he's just changed the yellow to straight red. So yeah, yeah, that's no. right. Well, I don't think he, I don't think he changed the yellow. I think he's given a yellow, and then independently of that, he's got yeah. a straight red. Yeah, so the so, yellow card count still stands. It doesn't doesn't wipe out. So yeah, yeah, I think exactly. it's a two two game ban. I think I thought it might be three. Yeah, I'm not sure it's if it's three. three. I think it might just be two, but okay. um, well, either yeah. way, he's not playing against Chelsea. And no. who's gonna be who's gonna be the two centre backs, Webster and Van Heck, maybe? Yeah, could could be. Um yeah, Veltman yeah. probably have to play out wide. Um yeah, no Lamptey. Yeah. Lamptey was injured and yeah, Ferguson Webster's went off been injured terrible too. This season. Did he? Again. Uh, didn't didn't he go off injured early in, in yeah, that game? You're probably right. Because it was two right. the, the Brighton had to make two um, transfers in the the first half of the, of that game, so um, it was a, a bit of a tricky one for them. So they yeah, had... no, it was Fatty. Yeah, Fatty oh, Fatty Ralph. got injured, and oh, it wasn't and Ferguson. No, no, okay, I was getting confused. Uh, Ferguson, uh, Ferguson went off in like the seventy seventh minute, but That's I think right. it was just like a yes, a standard, you know, sub. So, um, but I mean, Fatty's a big loss for them as well because he's been he's been fantastic. It is, so, and yeah, Welbeck's going to be out for a while as well. So they're they're not exactly stacked, and um, they've got a trip out to um, I think they're playing IEK Athens um, this midweek too. So it's not like they yeah, can really recuperate chance. and regroup. No, no, just another opportunity to get a couple more injuries before the Chelsea game. Mm, let's let's wait and see. But then yeah, Liverpool, Fulham from an FPL perspective, this is uh this is mouth watering. It is for you. It is Mr. for me. Triple Liverpool. With Darwin, who's probably going to end up with two points. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't An think XGI so. I think... of probably 1.5 and walk off with nothing. <laughs> Honestly, this could be the game. This could be the game where he explodes. I can feel it. Mm, yeah. Good. Yeah. A, I think, I, I think Liverpool, 
Kelleher and go. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna look. I don't think I'd make it. I don't think I'd make the transfer this week. As I said, you know, West Ham have got home to Crystal Palace. So there's no rush. Yeah. And just on that one percent chance that it's like Adrian that gets the nod over Kelleher, <laughs> you know, I'd I'd like to just watch it for a week just to make sure that it is going to be Kelleher. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, um, I think yeah, this this game could be sort of three or four nil. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I I'm. I'm expecting some big scores in this too. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's 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 good from you know Liverpool defensive aspect for you know for those managers that have Simicast in their side and you know a real shout for Mo for captaincy for this game week. So yeah, um, yep. it's definitely his EO is going to be pretty pretty juicy um, this game week. But um, yeah, Fulham. I mean, they did get the win this morning against Wolves, which is great. But yeah, I think Liverpool are a different kettle of fish altogether. Yeah, I think so too. And I think is is that Bassey guy still playing centre back for Fulham because he is horrible. <laughs> well, he um, might be. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he played this morning. If he's playing, um, then yeah, Darwin's going to have an absolute field day. Mm. Um, I'm just going to check the lineup for Fulham this morning. Yeah, yep. he did play. He's oh, he's he partnering Tim Ream at the moment. He's honestly he's he's so bad. So um, yeah, I think everything is pointing Ream. towards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything's pointing towards a big Liverpool win. Mm, uh, West Ham, Crystal Palace. So yeah, we're still waiting to hear about Jared Bowen. So I mean, David Moyes pulled the wool over our our eyes. I think the other day, sort of giving us a bit of a a, a tease what? that David might... Moyes was dishon was dishonest. <laughs> I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> no, I won't believe that. Oh, but yeah, they're, they're playing a side in the Europa League this week that honestly I've never heard of. I don't even know what what country they're from. But apologies if you're a fan of Bacha Topola. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. If, you don't if have Moisey... one of their kits? No, it's not in the collection. It's not. Well, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Things could change. <laughs> Things could change very quickly in your household. Um, uh, I, was I guess at least we'll see. We'll know a, a bit more about Bowen, I guess, when the lineup for that game comes out. Like, if Bowen's on the bench, then that's all the that's all the information we need, right? Like, that's yeah, yeah. So, um, I, you know, it it did sound like he was close last week. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully he does play because again, like it it does look like a juicy attacking fixture to me. Yeah, let's let's um let's hope so. But yeah, Crystal Palace. I mean. As a, there's still no confirmation about the injury he picked up the other day, but Elise was back and my God, he scored an absolute thunderbolt against Luton the other day. It gave the Luton crowd a bit of a shush, which um, is always dangerous when you end up losing the game. But, you know, I like, I like the confidence. <laughs> yeah. At the time it was warranted, but yeah, you know, <laughs> they, uh, they weren't quiet for long. No, they weren't quiet for long. And then, yeah, um, finishing off, the round we got City up against Andrew Spurs. So Spurs three losses in a row after starting the season like an absolute house on fire could be four losses in a row because we saw um, Andrew went full FPL manager for the game on the weekend, just played all fullbacks, so yeah. uh, no centre backs, which is you know pretty ballsy. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's a risky strategy, Cotton. <laughs> Let's see if it pays Let's off. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> um, is it going to pay off against the Nordic Meat Shield, who eats defenders so. for breakfast? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it will. Um, yeah, it's yeah. This uh, and Spurs without Benton Core as well. You know, it's yeah. They they're really struggling at the moment, and I I've I really fear for what I'm. What might happen? It might all kind of unravel for them this week. I, I unfortunately, I think um, the last few, I think the last three weeks in a row, the Spurs, Spurs have scored an early goal and yeah. then kind of just stopped. They've scored first, they and haven't? Then, yeah, yeah, and always it's and always early as well. It's it's so it might start to become a bit of a mental blank where they score early and then they think, oh shit, is it going to happen again? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this one goes, but. I think that Man City against whichever, like Harland, whichever against whichever defensive pairing they can come up with, um, is scary in yeah. this game. So, you know, if if it was a full strength Spurs, it would be a much it would be a much tighter captaincy conversation between him and Salah. Yeah, 
I don't know, but like, oh, Spurs are really uh, battling at the back at the moment. I can see, I can see this getting a bit ugly. Yeah, I just think of the way that City plays and up against like a um, Pierre Emil Hoiberg in that midfield, and then that defense of all fullbacks. They're just gonna, they're just gonna pick them apart. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. It's all over the park that they're going to dominate. Mm, and I mean, um, no midweek game for Spurs because they're not in any European competition, but City are playing Leipzig, which um, last season was a great game for, for um, Haaland. I'm pretty sure he scored five goals in one game last season against um, Leipzig. So when he faced them last season in the Champions League. So yeah, he might do the same um, thing. And yeah. Although... Do, I mean, they've already they're already three points clear in the group. Do you think they might rotate for the Champions League, or do you think they'll? Yeah, no well, one knows. Do they? If they rotate, it's probably going to be Alvarez starting, which would be a slight concern for the weekend if you're an Alvarez owner. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think Harlan will probably play at least half because he still loves scoring goals. Yeah, exactly, and he still loves playing against the um the German teams, doesn't he? He does. He absolutely loves putting them to the sword. But yeah, that's um an interesting conversation. Actually, um, one thing we haven't touched on is um Hung Min Sun. So, seen a, a a bit of discussion about you know whether you hold Sun if you've got him, do you move him on? But I mean, man, there was a lot of man, there was a lot of a, a popular pull to captain him on the weekend against Aston Villa, and we talked about it on the show last week. Yeah. Just you know the appeal of both Villa and Spurs playing that defensive high line was going to leave so much space. And yeah, you know, for sure. Sun scoring a hat-trick of offside goals is pretty cruel if you're a captain. Well, <laughs> what, what's your position on that? Do you think that he's unlucky not to score like a massive haul in that game? Or is it, you know, like it, I, my thoughts are like offside is against the rules of the game for a reason. If you're in front of the last defender, it does make it easier to score. Yeah. So to say, oh, he should have scored three goals, but he was offside. Like, I think that's a little bit simplistic. Like, one of those, he was he was one or two yards offside on one of them. Yeah. Look, Do we really think he would have scored that goal if he was in line with the last defender? I don't know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. One of them was like he was way offside. And another yeah. one, he sort there of was didn't a couple check that his... were very close. Yeah. There was, there was one he just didn't check his run properly, which was. Probably a bit slack on his behalf. He, he he should know better because he had the whole defensive line over his shoulder and he just turned the other way when he went, tried mm. to make his early run. But look, at the end of the day, he's getting on the end of him and he's putting him yep. in the net, which, you know, which is good. But overall, it, it ended up being worth, um, worthless in the end. But yeah, it's... Yeah, that's right. I guess we we knew that we knew what Villa would do. Like we knew that Villa were going to try to catch Sun offside. You know, yeah. Every time he made a run, and ultimately, like they were pretty successful at doing that. But it does look very risky and very scary uh, when you're watching it. Um, mm. It only takes one little lapse of judgment, and it, and it all goes wrong. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I, I think it probably was a bit unlucky for that Sun didn't get at least one goal in that game. But yeah. Um, I, I would I would say the same for Watkins. I think he was pretty unlucky not to get a haul as well. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. But um, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting game to to finish off the game, especially when it's probably going to dictate a lot of people's green or red arrows. But anyway, now it's time for Goodwill Punting, where we look at a differential for the game week. And Andrew, last week I had success with Goodwill Punting, so um, my pick was Muhammad Kudus. Ended up getting 10 points, which was um, two assists. One was a bit fortunate because it was from an own goal um, and and two bonus points. Unfortunately yep. for you, you went the Everton route with Decore and it was not Decore. It was... But I don't know if you... I don't know if you saw the highlights of that game, but he absolutely should have scored and assisted in the game. He was very... Very unfortunate to to end with one point. So I think it turned out to actually be a decent shout. It just um it didn't work out. But yeah, now you kicked my butt this week. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, I think that's the my biggest goodwill punting score of the of the season so far. Ten points. So um, yeah, well I think last week was the first time either of us had got a double digit. Now we've gone two two for two. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so, you went you at the Trossard the the week before. So yeah, um, moving on up. But anyway, that was yesterday. What are you picking out for this game week ahead? Um, 
my the one I've got this week is Ethan Pinnock from Ooh. Brentford. So he's a the four point six million defender from Brentford. He's only three point seven percent owned, um, and I think that home to Luton is probably one of the um, one of the biggest clean sheet bankers uh, on the uh, on the fixture calendar. So big uh, big shout of a, a clean sheet, and he always just seems to pop up. Um, for a goal, randomly. I was going like to say, has a goal in a his huge, locker every once in a while. He really does. He's a huge threat. Um, for a defender, he's a huge threat. Like, you know, he pops up on corners and yeah, um, and set pieces. But every now and then, he just randomly just turns up in open play and like bangs one in. I don't know yeah, where he's from. Yeah, can score a weldy. Yeah, he absolutely can. So, uh, home to Luton Town, I don't mind him as a bit of a punt. The only the only thing to keep in mind is obviously that. Um, there is that blank coming up in game week 18. So you don't want to load your team up with too many Brentford and City players. True. Um, but if you do have space for a um, for an extra Brentford player, I think he's a really good shout. Mm, I like it. Well, I'm sticking with the, the Brentford appeal for this game. We hashtag target Luton and I'm going with Johan Visa. So 5.9 million, 8.6% owned and... Yeah, on paper, it's a it's a great fixture, and I think um, Visser and, and Bumo are gonna probably school Luton Town a little bit on you know proper Premier League football. <laughs> yeah, well, those two are just involved in everything, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's a really good shout. Like it's a yeah, I, I'd be shocked if he didn't get some sort of return this week. Mm, well, well, let's see. I mean, it could be points for both of us with both of us picking players from the same team. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> I'm not going to say I've been lazy and I just copied your homework. But <laughs> Did you ever like at school copy like the person next to you's homework and then you've accidentally like written their name as well because you've just been blindly <laughs> copying the whole page? Yeah, uh... no, I've, that's happened to me. That happened to me a couple of times. But um, <laughs> anyway, we digress. Oh, but um, yeah, anyway, time for O Captain, my captain, top three captaincy picks. And now I haven't written down anything for this because I think that the top three that you've selected is 100% the same top three that I would be going for. Fair enough. Well, um, I won't spend too much time on it. I think Harlan's number one for all the reasons we talked about. Mm. Um, yeah, just Tottenham, unfortunately. I love Tottenham. I love Big Ange, but they're in a bit of disarray at the moment. And I think that um, Man City... They're going to be a little bit. Um, they they might want to make a statement after you know, um, you know, falling back to second in the title race. So yeah. it could uh, it, it could be a few goals in this game. Um, Salah number two, he's an excellent captaincy option as well. Um, home to Fulham, and then the third one. There's quite a few good options, but I've gone from Burmo home to Luton to yep. Operation Target Luton once again. Yeah, you get three great picks there. So yeah, I 100% be having Harlan captain and and Salah as vice captain as well. So I mean that's midweek games pending, but yeah, obviously of that'll that'll goes to the plan. That's what I'll be doing. But anyway, before we finish up, it's time for the FPL Sunday Podcast League update. And friend of the show, Ashley Huben Kane in Diaz is back in top spot. So he's overtaken back into top spot, 846 points. So well done, Ashley. Um, I've slid down after a red arrow down to 62, but Andrew, you, what, did you just drop down? I think you just dropped down one place. Yeah. I got a, I got a green arrow overall rank, but because yeah. of the extremely high quality of the side net league, um, <laughs> Too many good managers this year. It, that's right. That's right. It's, it's one of the best there is. So it was obviously, it wasn't good enough for a green arrow. I went down a spot to 38. Mm, the benchmark is high for our show and our listeners. It, is. it, is. it just proves that. A lot of people listening to this show are much better managers than us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Where they listen to us and go, yeah, these guys are Muppets. I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> I want to hear what that stupid idiot Pete has to say this week. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. But anyway, one of those managers might be Franco Senor. That surely cannot be a real name. So manager of Game Week 13 with uh, Franco's team was Masai Army with 67 points. So... Um, yeah, that was a game week rank of 213K. So well done, Franco Senor. I love that name. But yeah, before we finish up, remember you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FPL Signet and give Andrew a follow too as well at FPL underscore point break. Look for the picture of Keanu Reeves and you will be 
fine and dandy. And remember, hit those like and subscribe and retweet buttons and, um, yeah, great interaction from people out there too. It's always um, a bit of a kick to see the retweets from, from people. And, um, yeah, so Gabe from um, the the award-winning Net the Hall, they won gold at the recent um, podcast content awards there. So he was retweeting our yep. show too. So big love yep. to the guys there because that is such an underrated show. So Oh, oh yeah, I was... I've got to, yeah, I've got to say big congratulations to those boys. I listen to them pretty much every week. Um, it's such a great pod. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty unique what they do. Um, so yeah, well deserved. It really mm. was a well deserved win, I think. Yeah, well, well done to the team there on that show. But um, yeah, we've so we, it was good to record on a Tuesday night again, wasn't it? Yeah, we finally managed to line up our schedules and uh, <laughs> get it out earlier in the week. So hopefully, we actually give people time to listen this week yeah we um that's that's hope so so um good luck to everyone out there um anything you'd like to finish up oh transfer wise heading into this game week is it like bowen a wait and see and if so yeah. you roll or yeah i kind of i guess thinking. i kind of touched on it um earlier in the show like i really do want to roll a transfer if i can help it so yeah i guess yeah bowen probably does um yeah it, it probably does rely a bit on bowen news but Whatever happens, it won't be happening till later in the week anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm in 100% the same boat as you. So Bowen's a wait and see because I really don't want to sell him. And if he's okay, then I'm probably going to roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could make a defensive transfer and get rid of, fix the Dan Byrne problem, but I think I'm just going to let him just sit there. Like I've just got too many other things to worry about. If I can have two free transfers next week, then maybe I'll, maybe I can do yeah um yeah like the, well maybe I might end up still leaving him there and doing a goalkeeper <laughs> tra- transfer <laughs> we'll see I, I might keep him until he comes back burn a transfer oh I see what you've done there yeah, well, on that note I'm going to finish up on a high so Andrew good luck for this game week my man thank you you too. And good luck to everyone else out there. And let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green. See you, managers. Bye.